0: Chapter thirty nine of The String of Pearls by Unknown. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter thirty nine The Conclusion. It wants but five minutes to nine, and Mrs. Lovett's shop is filling with persons anxious to devour or to carry away one or more of the nine o'clock batch of savoury, delightful, gushing gravy pies many of mrs lovett's customers paid her in advance for the pies in order that they might be quite sure of getting their orders fulfilled when the first batch should make its gracious appearance from the depths below well jiggs said one of the legal fraternity to another how are you to-day old fellow what did you bring it in
1: oh i ain't very blooming the fact is that the count and i and a few others made a night of it last evening and somehow or another, I don't think whiskey and water, half and half, and tripe, go together. I
0: should wonder if they did.
1: And so I'd come for a pie to settle my stomach. You see, I'm rather delicate.
0: Ah, you are just like me, young man. There, said an elderly personage. I have a delicate stomach, and the slightest thing disagrees with me. A mere idea will make me quite ill. Will it really? Yes and my wife she
1: oh bother your wife it's only five minutes to nine don't you see what a crowd there is to be sure mrs lovett you charmer i hope you've ordered enough pies to be made tonight you see what a lot of customers you have
0: oh there will be plenty
1: that's right i say don't push so you'll be in time i tell you don't be pushing and shoving in all that sort of way i've got ribs
0: and so have i last night i didn't get to bed at all and my old woman is in a certain condition you see gentlemen and won't fancy anything but one of lovett's veal pies so i've come all the way from newington to get one for
1: hold your row will you and don't push
0: for to have the child marked as a pie as its
1: behind there i say don't be pushing a fellow as if it was half price at a theatre
0: each moment added some newcomers to the throng, and at last any strangers who had known nothing of the attractions of Mrs. Lovett's pie-shop, and had walked down Bell Yard, would have been astonished at the throng of persons there assembled, a throng that was each moment increasing in density, and becoming more and more urgent and clamorous. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, yes, it is nine at last. It strikes by old St. Dunstan's church clock, and in weaker strains, the chronometrical machine at the pie shop echoes the sound. What excitement there is now to get at the pies when they shall come. Mrs. Lovett lets down the square, movable platform that goes upon pulleys into the cellar. Some machinery which only requires a handle to be turned brings up a hundred pies in a tray these are eagerly seized by parties who have previously paid and such a smacking of lips ensues as never was known down goes the platform for the next hundred and a gentlemanly man says let me work that handle mrs levitt if you please it's too much for you i'm sure sir you are very kind but i never allow anybody on the side of the counter but my own people sir i can turn the handle myself sir if you please with the assistance of this girl keep your distance sir nobody wants your help how the waggish young lawyer's clerks laughed as they smacked their lips and sucked in the galopsious gravy of the pies which by the bye appeared to be all delicious veal this time and mrs lovett worked the handle of the machine all the more vigorously that she was a little angry with the officious stranger what an unusual trouble it seemed to be to wind up those forthcoming hundred pies! How she toiled, and how the people waited! But at length there came up the savoury steam, and then the tops of the pies were visible. They came up upon a large tray about six feet square, and the moment Mrs. Lovett ceased turning the handle and let the catch fall that prevented the platform receding again, to the astonishment and terror of every one, away flew all the pies tray and all across the counter and a man who was lying crouched down in an exceedingly flat state under the tray sprang to his feet mrs lovett shrieked as well she might and then she stood trembling and looking as pale as death itself it was the doomed cook from the cellars who had adopted this mode of escape the throngs of persons in the shop looked petrified and after mrs lovett's shriek there was an awful stillness for about a minute, and then the young man who officiated as cook spoke.
1: "'Ladies and gentlemen,
0: I fear that what I am going to say will spoil your appetites, but the truth is beautiful at all times, and I have to state that Mrs. Lovett's pies are made of human flesh.'" How the throng of persons recoiled, what a roar of agony and dismay there was— how frightfully sick about forty lawyers' clerks became all at once, and how they spat out the gelatinous, clinging portions of the rich pies they had been devouring. "'Good gracious! Oh, the pies! Confound it!' "'Tis false!' screamed Mrs. Lovett. "'You are my prisoner,
1: madam,'
0: said the man, who had obligingly offered to turn the handle of the machine that wound up the pies, at the same time producing a constable's staff
1: prisoner yes on a charge of aiding and abetting
0: sweeney todd now in custody in the commission of many murders mrs lovett staggered back and her complexion turned a livid colour i am poisoned she said good god i am poisoned and she sank insensible to the floor there was now some confusion at the door of the shop, for several people were effecting an entrance. These consisted of Sir Richard Blunt, Colonel Jeffrey, Joanna Oakley, and Tobias Wragg, who, when he escaped from the madhouse at Peckham Rye, went directly to a gentleman in the temple who took him to the magistrate. "'Miss Oakley,' said Sir Richard, "'you objected to coming here, but I told you I had a particular reason for bringing you.' This night, about half an hour since, I made an acquaintance I want to introduce you to. Who? Oh, who? There is an underground communication, all the way from Sweeney Todd's cellar to the ovens of this pie-shop, and I found there Mrs. Lovett's cook. With whom I arranged this little surprise for his mistress. Look at him, Miss Oakley. Do you know him? Look up, Master Cook. Mark! Mark in jestry! "'Shrieked Joanna, the moment she glanced at the person alluded to. "'Joanna!' "'In another moment she was in his arms and clasped to his heart. "'Oh, Mark, Mark, you're not dead.' "'No, no, I never was. "'And you, Joanna, are you not in love with a fellow in military undress you met in the temple?' "'No, no, I never was.' when mrs lovett was picked up by the officers she was found to be dead the poison which sweeney todd had put into the brandy she was accustomed to solace herself with when the pangs of conscience troubled her and of which she always took some before the evening batch of pies came up had done its work that night todd passed in newgate and in due time a swinging corpse was all that remained of the barber of fleet street mr fogg's establishment at peckham rye was broken up and that gentleman persuaded to emigrate, for which the government kindly paid all expenses. Tobias went into the service of Mark Ingestry, and, at the marriage of Mark with his beautiful bride, Big Ben, the bee-feeder, did some extraordinary things, which space and opportunity will not permit us to chronicle in these pages. The ewes who visited Lovett's pie-shop, and there luxuriated upon those delicacies, are ewes no longer. Indeed, the grave has closed over all but one, and he is very, very old. But even now, as he thinks of how he enjoyed the flavour of the veal, he shudders and has to take a drop of brandy. Beneath the old church of St. Dunstan were found the heads and bones of Todd's victims. As little as possible was said by the authorities about it, but it was supposed that some hundreds of persons must have perished in the frightful manner we have detailed. Our tale is over and the only seeming mystery that has to be explained consists in settling the point with regard to who thornhill was and what became of him he was just what he represented himself to be the friend of mark Ingestry, to whom had been by mark entrusted the care of the string of pearls but he fell victim to the awful criminality of sweeney todd who was in league with mrs lovett who robbed his murdered customers while she sold them for pies Mark Ingestry, after many dangers and hardships, had reached London, but he did so, unfortunately, only just in time to follow Joanna to the Temple Gardens, in one of her innocent ramblings with Colonel Jeffrey. but believing from that circumstance that she was false to him, and hearing nothing from his friend Thornhill, he, in a moment of despair, took the desperate situation of cook at Mrs. Lovett's far-famed pie-shop, where he so narrowly escaped with his life joanna and mark lived long and happily together enjoying all the comforts of an independent existence but they never forgot the strange and eventful circumstances connected with the string of pearls end of chapter 39 and end of the string of pearls by unknown